James chapter 1. Let's read the last two verses of the chapter. James chapter 1. Verses uh, 26 and 27. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. All right. Well, now, first of all, Another word thing. Uh, this word religion. Now it's in the Bible. We, we just read it a couple of times there. Pure religion. And uh, this man being, the, seemed to be religious. Rather than not his tongue. This man's religion is vain. So we got vain religion. And we got pure religion. Religion is one of those words that has been done... An injustice, I think, because a lot of people through the years have have changed it, the meaning of it. If you look it up, what it really means, I'm going to read it to you. But it really basically means being godly, holy. I mean, it's talking about Christian, God in heaven, not pagans, not nothing like that. Religion, that word. It primarily means and applies to God. Not false gods. Not pagans. Not uh, hypocrites or anything like that. The primary definition of the word religion concerns the true worship of God. In the root of the word, here's what it means. It means to bind anew. Or to... uh, You know, it seems to originally have had the significance of an oath or a vow or the obligation of such an oath or vow, which was held very sacred. So, it has to do with commitment then, doesn't it? Religion. Religion. That's what we're talking about here tonight. Pure religion. It says in the dictionary, most in, in the 1828 dictionary, religion in its most comprehensive sense includes a belief in the being and perfections of God, in the revelation of His will to man, in man's obligation to obey His commands, in a state of reward and punishment, and in man's accountability to God and also true godliness or piety of life with the practice of all moral duties. So you see, religion is not a bad word. And it's not a word that Christians should shy away from because religious means something that it doesn't. It's got almost to the point where if you say religious, it almost is a synonym for hypocrisy or hypocrite. It's not. It's a word that's been violated by the changing morals of our society and the shallowness of the church and the preaching in the churches. Religion, as distinct from theology, is godliness or real piety in practice. This is the dictionary. 
consisting in the performance of all known duties to God and our fellow men. Well, that goes right along with the text that we just read. So, it is also used to describe any system of faith and worship, like like Islam or Buddhism. Those We call those religions. But it's like a lot of words. We use them in different applications. But when to say a man has religion, or if a man seemed to be religious, it's talking about God. Real God, you know. The real God, not all the fun... So in addressing the subject in the, in the text here, religion means true faith, true godliness, true holiness. So as we talk about what pure religion is, we're talking about what pure faith is, pure godliness, and pure holiness is. Pure religion. Do you think that's a good thing? you think that's a desirable thing? Yes. You don't want to live without it. You don't want to have anything else. You want pure religion. It's like you want everything else pure. We've talked about a pure heart, a pure conscience, you know, and and different aspects of purity. But our religion needs to be pure too. And this is what we don't see much of in our time. Or in any time, as a matter of fact, throughout history. This has always been a problem. Pure religion is hard to find. In any age, any people, any time, any country, it's always a problem because the pollution of the world and the defilement creeps in. Okay. The text tells us here that there's only vain religion and pure religion. Now, vain religion is worthless. That's what vain means. Empty, worthless, of no value. Has no, you know, no value at all. Vain religion is worthless and, and it'll do nobody any good. Vain religion will never reconcile a sinner to God. And it'll never rescue the perishing. And it'll never do anyone any good. Vain religion. Now, we're talking about religion. Remember what I said at the beginning, what religion is. So, vain religion is professing, but not possessing. It's a show. It's a false thing. Remember what he said about deceiving his own heart? In the scripture here that we just read? It's taking God's name... In vain. You know, people have this idea that taking God's name in vain is just taking God and adding a cuss word to it, and that's taking God's name in vain. Or just saying God when you're not talking to Him or about Him. Well, you're taking His name in vain. That's, that is true. But really the main, the main uh, meaning of the commandment about thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain is that you won't say you're His and not live like it. When you say, I'm a Christian, and you live like the devil, you're taking God's name in vain. A hypocrite is taking God's name in vain. They're calling themselves by His name, but they don't represent Him.
properly. They don't honor Him. That's taking His name in vain. It's doing God no good, is it? It's doing them no good, is it? It's doing nobody else any good. It's doing harm. It's taking God's name in vain. It's identifying as a child of God, but not living like one. What does the Bible say about it? I didn't write this scripture down, but uh, the Lord knoweth them that are His, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. It's a part of pure religion. Vain religion operates from a self-deceived heart. That's what the scripture said there. But deceiveth his own heart. It's not somebody else deceiving him. It's him deceiving himself. You think you can lie to yourself? Think you can lie to yourself and make yourself believe it? Of course. You'll believe your own lies quicker than you'll believe somebody else's lies. You do it every time you look in the mirror. Say, not too bad. <laughs> Plus, about it, things way more serious. We lie to ourselves. So easy to deceive our own heart. So vain religion operates from that platform. A deceived heart. A heart that is deceived. What is your heart? Your feelings, your emotions, they're all wrong. They're all based on things that are not true. What makes people of the world happy? What makes people with vain religion happy? They think. Nothing makes them happy. They're always searching for something to make them happy. Is that right? It's hard to find. It's that elusive dream that they're always looking for. That's because they got a deceived heart. The emotions and the feelings and the desires that are in their heart are unable to be satiated. Either love is silver, now be satisfied with silver. If you love the world and the pleasures of the world, you're never going to be satisfied with them. You can go on, go to Disneyland or you can go to wherever you want to go looking for pleasure out of this world and satisfaction, but it never satisfies you. Do you ever get enough of it? Not as long as your heart's deceived. When your heart gets cleared, you get enough of it real quick. I don't want no more of it. Don't have that appetite and desire anymore. Unspotted from the world. This is part of pure religion too, see? It's that deceived heart that has all these desires that are a bunch of baloney. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that'll satisfy them. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so many air directions we can go right there. But it is recognized. Vain religion is recognized by an unbridled tongue. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that means? Yeah. No restraint. Yeah. No check. No curb, no, it's ungoverned and ungovernable. That is the mark he gives for vain religion. A fool uttereth all his mind. A fool is known by the multitude of words. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Be swift to. 
swift to hear and slow to speak. That's right. Be swift to hear. Be slow to speak. Mm-hmm. Vain religion is marked by an unbridled tongue. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no holding it back. Everything that's in there just comes out. And then immediately, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Um, that's not true. It came from your heart because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. Jesus said that's how you're defiled. Mm -hmm. It's not what goes into the mouth that defileth a man but what comes out of his mouth that defiles a man. Because what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. Mm -hmm. And from the heart come proceedeth adulteries, murders, lies, all all the bad things come from the heart. So the tongue tells what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. Your tongue tells on you. Vain religion is marked by an ungoverned tongue. Mm. (laughs) Can't stop it. Can't hold it. Can't control it. There's no brakes on it. There's no check on it. Nothing, you know, it just comes out before you can, there's no nothing there to stop it. From your heart to your tongue, there's nothing there to stop it. Mm-hmm. What should be there to stop it? Well, <coughs> alright, now let me go on here. I, I meant to be quick tonight because I designed this to be quick. So help, Lord help me to be quick. Pure religion is described by two things. To visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Two things there. Seems pretty simple, don't it? Ought to be easy to figure out what he's talking about here. Pure religion is identified first by an unselfish life and attitude. Visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction. That's pure religion. That's pure faith, pure holiness, pure godliness, pure piety. It's caring about others more than you care about yourself. How much time have we got to do that? How much of this do we really do? Honestly. I mean, just ask yourself that question. That's pure religion. How many of fatherless and widows do you know that are in affliction right now? If you just started counting them. I mean, how many do you think are around us that you don't know about yet? That you don't know personally? How hard do you think it'd be to find some of them? Wouldn't be very hard at all. They're everywhere. To visit them in their affliction. Say, what can I do? Well... A lot of times we can't do a whole lot, but it didn't talk about doing. It said visit them. Right. Talk to them. Encourage them. Yes. You know, let them know you're praying for them. Let them know you care about them. I think it's something the church is letting down on real bad. There's so many opportunities. You know, people lose loved ones, they lose children. There's all kinds of tragedies happening all the time. 
Several years ago, we started, when we first started the church, I tried to encourage everybody to do that. You know, read the obituaries. These people that lose little children. I mean, that's, that's happened several times around here in the last year. Get their address. Send them a card. We've done that a few times. And we heard back from the people. You reckon that meant something to them? I'm sure it did. Did they ever come to our church? Well, not that I know of. But maybe they went to some other church. Maybe it started them to thinking, maybe somebody cares. Pure religion does that. I mean, it's one of the two things that the Bible lays out here about reality in your walk with God and your salvation. Is it real? Then these things will show up. Pure religion is identified by an unselfish life and attitude. Have more concern for others than for yourself. More feeling for others than for yourself. We feel sorry for ourselves. We pity ourselves. We're so concerned about ourselves. We got so many problems of our own, we can't help anybody else because we got to think about ours all the time. But you'd forget about your own problems if you just think about somebody else's a little more. And your own problems wouldn't be so bad when you got out there looking at what other people, what, other, what their problems look like. And God blesses that. And He does more for you than I can tell you about tonight. When we live that way and make our life about that, God just kind of takes care of our problems yes he does that's what he said take not thought for tomorrow what you shall eat what you shall drink or whether you should was he just making a good sermon when he said that or is that really real is that really true no it's really true yes. he meant just he just get your mind off of yourself that your life is not you're not pure, pure religion is not about you or me you know it's not about self that's right <laughs> More feeling for others than for yourself. A life lived for others, a life of service to others. That's what pure religion is about. Now, if, if it was really, if we had more pure religion, what would it look like in the churches? What would it look like when we came to church together together? Would we have some stories to tell? Yeah. Yes. Would we have some burdens to share? Of course. Would would our prayer list get a little longer? Yeah. A life patterned after the life of Christ, who came not to be ministered unto, but to minister to others. Matthew 20 and verse 28, also in Mark, says exactly the same thing. Jesus said that he came not to be ministered unto. He didn't come for people to serve him, take care of him, and... He came to take care of other people, to minister to other people, to serve other people. Pure religion means we do the same. Life ain't about me, it's about other people. It's about something outside of me, not me. You don't have to worry about me if you just put God first. Seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. First, not second, not not me first. The kingdom of God first. Live your life that way. 
And God's faithful to take care of everything else. Pure religion is next identified by the fact that it's unspotted from the world. Well, now, what does that mean? Well, I know what everybody thinks. That means uh, that means you dress right and you look right. And you don't cuss or smoke or or do bad things, you know, like that. But this is clearly speaking of moral issues. Not, not, it means not stained with the worldly ideas and philosophies concerning moral issues. The subject is pure religion. The subject is pure religion. Not spotted. Stay unspotted from the world. Spotted. That means a stain. I looked on that book there. It's got some spots on the, the pages there. Something's been spilled on it or slung at it or something. Came from some direction somewhere. But it's got spots on it. <laughs> you can tell if there's a spot on something, can't you? Yes. I mean, look at your bread before you eat it. How many of you do that? Yes. Sometimes you'll see a spot on your bread. <clears throat> Looks kind of blue, green. Don't eat it. I mean, you, you're gonna, not going to like it if you eat it. If you see it, you'll say, yuck, it's bad. Throw it out. Who was it the other day? Ate a hamburger. It was somebody you showed me. They was at a restaurant and had a hamburger and there was a big moldy spot on it. Me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, somebody, you know, you don't want spots on stuff. You got a spot on your suit, it's, it ruins it. You got a spot on your dress or your blouse or you got a spot on your face. Oh, man, you got to get something covered up. Can't let people see that spot on your face. Keep yourself unspotted from the world. The world puts spots on you. You mess around, you listen, you look, you join in, you get around it. It's going to leave spots on you. This is talking about moral issues. And it's talking about worldly ideas and and ways of thinking about moral issues. They don't see things the way God's people see things. They don't see things the way the Bible talks about things, moral issues. The world don't think anything about shacking anymore. The world don't think anything about sodomy anymore. They don't think anything about adultery or fornication. They don't think much about anything anymore. Hmm. They want to legalize everything that's evil and filthy and wrong and legalize or or make illegal everything that's good and right. I mean, we're living in a time when plastic is illegal in California and, and everything else is legal. Drugs, looting stores, you know, killing people. They ain't doing much about it, are they? Must not be too concerned about killing people because they ain't doing nothing about it. Seen a guy pushing a baby cart. A guy come out and just waylaid him. Sucker punched him. You know, just walked over there and knocked him down, knocked the baby cart over. Got in his van right there, license plate is shining, and drove off. They ain't got him yet. That's in California. They know his license number. Why ain't they got him? Yeah. They ain't going to worry about it. 
But if he'd have had a plastic straw, <clears throat> he'd have smuggled a plastic straw in there or a plastic grocery bag. Yeah. The world is insane. Yes, it is. And the world does not see things morally like God has ordained. Keep yourself unspotted from the world. You can't let their morals, their opinions on morals, affect your opinions yeah. on morals. Right. Because what you believe about it should be exactly what That's this book says. Right. Right. Not, not any wavering, not any mix at all. To be unspotted from the world is to be completely in agreement with and not compromising or contradicting the moral law of God. You ought to be in complete agreement with what God says concerning morals. I am. Yes. I believe that God said it and it is right. Mm -hmm. Even if it seems a little harsh to me. Why would it seem harsh to me? Because uh, I've got the world's influence on me saying, oh, That's too hard. <laughs> is the world in agreement with what God said about sodomy and sodomites? Oh, no, no. Of course not. So how much does that soften us in our attitude about it? Quite a bit. Yeah. You got to admit. Somehow we just, we just can't accept what God said. <laughs> but when this thing's all said and done, you'll see God was right. And everybody else was wrong. What God said, how he said to deal with it, was the only way to deal with it without it ruining and corrupting and destroying everything. Amen. Not ashamed to identify with, you're going to stay unspotted from the world, you can't be ashamed to identify with, proclaim, stand up for right, and stand up against what is wrong according to what God has said in His Word about it. There's a lot of things God has said in His Word. Basic moral law that most people, most Christians that call themselves Christians, won't, they won't dare to stand up for anymore. Because society has moved completely away from it. See, the world has moved. That's not the prevailing moral idea in the world. So... Now we're just, you know, we've moved away. Spotted. Got spots of the world all over it. It's wrong. Adultery, fornication, you know, it's wrong. Yes, sir. It's a sin before God. Yes. There, there are these two aspects of pure religion that have to go together. Now, it's simple tonight, but you just listen to me and we'll be done in a minute here. Two aspects, they have to go together. We cannot have one without the other, or we have vain religion and not pure religion. Now, there are people who have a heart for others and do a lot to help people. But that alone does not constitute pure religion. You see, there are a lot of people out there that try to help people and do good. But to be unspotted from the world, that ain't their thing. 
They think just helping people and being good and kind and doing good is enough. It ain't enough. No, we're supposed to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction but and to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. There are people who are very attentive to being separated from this world and try to live holy lives, but neither does that alone constitute pure religion. You can't just isolate yourself off somewhere and just live as clean and holy as you can and have pure religion. No, if you're not... What about the fatherless and the widows? What about other people? How can you just isolate yourself off? You're like the lepers, you know. They're better than that because they they found, you know what I'm talking about, the lepers outside the city. The cities were besieged and the lepers were out there. Well, God took care of all the enemy and scared them. And they, they, you know, I think that's when they saw, they looked and saw and it looked like blood everywhere and they ran away. Maybe I'm maybe getting it mixed up. But anyway, they went out there and they were gone. All their tents were there and all the food, everything they had. They'd left everything and run. Arabs. Yeah. Kind of how they do. They've done it in modern times the same way. Do you ever see any pictures of the tanks sitting there and the footprints running away from them? Yeah. <laughs> they're doing it over there right now. They're running. They better run because they're going to kill them if they don't. I mean, they're... <laughs> You're seeing an unusual thing in modern times. <laughs> That's how you deal with evil. If you want to get rid of it and you don't want to face it again in another five years, you better annihilate it to the ground right now. But anyway, they, the lepers run out there and they found all the food. Well, they were starving and they thought, you know, they were eating all of it and enjoying it all. And they said, we do not well. Everybody in the city is starving because the city's been besieged and they ain't got nothing to eat and look at us sitting here eating. We need to go tell them. So you're not going to... It's not pure religion if you just isolate yourself and stay with your just, your little group or your little family or whatever it is and you just just let the world perish. Pure religion is to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. There's those who do a lot to help other people, but compromise on what is right and wrong or handle loosely the moral law of God simply have vain religion. You hear me? They can coat it with all the Christian garb they want and decorate it with everything so that it looks like Christianity, but if, if they're compromising or abandoning or ashamed or afraid... To stand for what's right morally, then their their religion is vain. They're just all spotted from the world. There's no profit in terms of eternity in that. It does some people some good. It might give some children food to eat. You know, it it, it helped their physical, temporal need. Yeah, but what about eternity? Pure religion is concerning eternity. Not just the present only. So they have vain religion. Because in terms of eternity, it's doing nothing. And it's ultimately a selfish thing they're doing. For their own honor and not for the honor of God. If they're just helping people, but they won't honor God. You know, if they're honoring 
themselves and other people by spreading all the whatever good stuff they can give away. They're doing it for their own honor. It's a selfish thing. Mm -hmm. It's not for the honor of God. If it was for the honor of God, you'd honor what God says Mm -hmm. about right and wrong. Mm -hmm. Those who separate themselves from the world and try to be holy by isolating themselves from everyone else are guilty of the same thing. Doing it for the same reason. Pure religion is about service to others and true holiness to God before God. Hear me. There must be both together at the same time for there to be pure religion. You don't want to have religion that's defiled, do you? That's not pure. That's poisoned, polluted, defiled. Pure religion, you have to have them both together. To be undefiled before God and the Father. It is about honoring God with our life and not seeking our own honor. That's what pure religion is about. Others first. I mean, God first. Others second. Me last. I remember seeing it over here. They had it for years up on the front of the church there. J-O-Y. Jesus first. Others second. You last. That was a good... Mm-hmm. That was the right way of looking at things. Right. How many people catch it, but that is the right way to look at it. Any other way is vain religion. It's about a heart that is restrained and governed by the Spirit of God. <coughs> so that the tongue that is attached to that heart is under control and not unruly and contradicting what pure religion is known to be. Your talk, your your walk talks louder than your talk talks, but your talk talks too. You can appear to do everything right and ruin it with your talk. A little anger, a little pride, a little frustration, a little. You know, you can ruin it. That's right. It's about a heart that is not operating in deceit, pure religion. It's about a heart that's not operating in deceit and half-truths and lies, but only that which is true and honest and just and pure. That's what pure religion is about. Mm-hmm. A heart that's honest and operating in truth. <clears throat> Now, given time, the tongue of such a person will reveal what kind of heart is inside. Pure religion is about a life lived to serve others, to make their way easier. You ever think about that? Do you make life easier for the people around you, or do you make it harder? Just consider that for a moment. Am I, do I contribute anything to make other people's lives easy? Or do I make it (coughs) harder? Yeah. 
So you shouldn't do that because people go off the edge. They'll think, I ain't worth nothing tonight. You, know, you ain't gonna tell what they'll do. Now, I think we're too uh, sympathetic with that junk. We need to look at it. People, that ain't the problem with everybody. Everybody's too proud and arrogant and full of themselves. God deals with that by humbling us. By cutting the props out from under us. If we won't humble ourselves, God knows how to humble us. And that's the problem. That's why God said, you know, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. First thing. That's out of the gate. Got to humble ourselves. Because that's the, that's the first number one thing we don't want to do. Do you make life for others harder or easier? To point them to the Savior. Pure religion is about a life lived to serve others, make their way easier, to point them to the Savior, to rescue them from sin and destruction. That's what pure religion is about. Why do you visit the fatherless and the widows? Somebody asked me in Mexico one time, why don't you go to the rich people? Well, they won't listen. Fatherless, widows, people in prison, they'll listen. People that are sick, dying, they get real serious most of the time. Do you ever visit somebody that's just about to die? Hmm. Pure religion is about keeping our faith in God and our service to Him unspotted from the world. Are you hearing me? Living and doing according to the Word of God and not mixing our faith, our service, or our love for God with anything from this wicked world. Not letting them have any input, any influence. The way they do things, the way they think, the way, the values they hold. Don't let it spot you, affect you, get mixed in with your religion or your love for God. Wish I could make it a little more clear, but that's what the problem is here tonight. That's, I mean, that's the issue that's being dealt with here about being unspotted from the world. Listening to or watching people who appear to be religious but not pure leave spots on you from the world. If any man appear to be religious, if any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Don't listen to people with vain religion. On the internet, on the radio, on the TV, or in some church somewhere. If we keep our heart pure and unspotted by the world, then our words will have the purity and power to make a difference in the lives of others. Pure heart, pure mind, pure religion. A pure religion that's unspotted by the world. That's the, that's the, that's the kind that has the power. You know, there are some who... Uh, have a, have a form of godliness, 
but deny the power thereof. That's what we're talking about right here. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. There's no power in vain religion. There's only power in pure religion. And believe me, there is power. More than you know. More than most people ever experience because they won't trust God enough and get themselves far enough in to know what it's like. The real deal. If you're saved tonight, it's probably because you hadn't. There was somebody in your life that had pure religion, and it made the difference. So, pure religion and undefiled before the Father is this: before God and the Father. I asked her this morning, "Why does it say God and the Father?" Well. I don't know. Go home and study it and come back and tell me what you think. <laughs> that ain't the issue. The issue is pure religion and undefiled before God right. and the Father is this. So think on it. And uh, keep yourself unspotted from the world. Live for others. Make your life about others. Mm-hmm. As a church, we need to be more about others and less about ourselves. A church can do the same thing. It can do, they just, and that's what it usually does. On its way to death, is it just becomes an entity unto itself. It's all, all about us and the church and our meetings and uh, what we can do and what we can buy and how we can fix things and, and all about our fellowship and outside the world's perishing. No, the, the way to keep a church is alive is to make sure that you, yes. you, you're you reaching out all the time, mm-hmm. personally, in a real way. Mm-hmm. Amen. You can do that without being spotted by the world, too. We can reach out to them. Jesus touched the leper. It didn't defile Jesus. Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for the truth we've talked about here in these two verses. And I pray you'd bless it to our minds and hearts. And I pray there'd be real understanding and that we'd go away from here and put to work these things in our lives. These are important things and vital to our effectiveness as a, as a Christian. And I pray that you'd help us to understand that and obey what we've heard in Jesus' name. Amen.